Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. episode 98 of see you next wednesday a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see this episode drops on wednesday january 29th 2014 and my name's dan gorman you know i've always wanted to date a girl named the power (laughs) (laughs) i have that one written down somewhere (laughs) amazing my name is casey lyons you and me we're like two peas in a pod right We finish each other's sentences. (laughs) I'm Greg LeGrow, and it's like that Milwaukee's brew guy. I didn't actually buy him a Sheboygan lager. I bought myself a Sheboygan lager, and then I spit in his face and told him to lick my balls. What's wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got so much to talk about this week. We saw the past uh, foreign drama that got some Oscar buzz while Casey went and saw I, Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about Childish Gambino as well, and then we're going to roll for movies next week. Going to do some serial swap cage match, talk about Airwolf, Mm. all the good stuff that we usually do. <laughs> um, but first, we're going to talk about just general movie miscellany off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll do one super quick plug uh, just because I think it's super funny. But tomorrow, Thursday, they're yes. screening a talking cat exclamation point question mark <laughs> at the Royal. If you are in Toronto, that's at 7 p.m. And uh, if you remember, we talked about this movie. Yes. If you have plans, show. break them. If yeah. you have a job, quit it. If yeah. you're married, get divorced. Uh, well, <laughs> <you> wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe just your wife Go can come with you. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you have a saucer of milk, lick it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Eric Roberts, also do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this movie's fucked. Uh, Eric Roberts is a talking cat. You, yep. get, you have like the fact that this movie is playing in a theater in Toronto is crazy. Is like my well, favorite. Well, because it's thing. the new The Room. <clears throat> yeah, I think is is it? Are, are they showing it ironically? Is that what's I, happening? Oh, absolutely. They're doing They'd it. They have to be. They right? keep, we're yeah. not playing this in a movie theater because <laughs> yeah. you know what. This good fun for the whole family. Yeah, no, they're double featuring it with like at 7 p.m. they're doing a talking cat, and then at nine they've basically taken 
the best cats of the uh, of 2013 from the internet and done like a uh, spliced together all the best cat videos for like an hour and a half. What a world we live Oh, I will never admit that I want to see that. <laughs> oh, dude, I would I would watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Yeah. I can spend a whole day watching kitty I know. quite enjoy Cat Saturday on the jive. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's good. You got to check that out if you haven't seen a talking cat. Yeah. Um, and then I don't I don't have too too much, but I'll, I'll I got a movie, but I'll let you guys. What do you What are we gonna talk about here? Well, I got a couple things. Uh, I watched a, a really great documentary um, called Drew, the Man Behind the Poster. Yeah, mm. uh, it's about Drew Struzan. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I watched that as well when I was when I had the flu uh, recently. Mm. Yeah, got a Drew flu. The Drew <laughs> flu. <laughs> um, Catch it. It's 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 just. <laughs> It's artistic. <laughs> it's it's great. Like I mean, it's not. It's like it, he's had a couple of setbacks in his life, but nothing yeah. major. Yeah. His parents didn't love him, apparently. But uh, <laughs> good. He's very candid about it. Uh, yeah, he drew quite, all the best posters. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like like he's the he's the reason you saw shitty movies was because yeah. he did the poster for you. You're like, you know and what? You're like this has to be a good movie yeah. as it looks it like looks the Star Wars awesome. or Indiana yeah, yeah. Jones poster. You're like, you know what? I really hated Police Academy 1 and 2, but I'll give 3 a shot. This <laughs> poster's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got like a thing like, you know, the big heads and yeah. the montage kind of look, you know, but it's it works. Like I love it. I oh, yeah. posters were still like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, he he he's sort of retired now and they actually show a bit of his actual artwork like uh, separate from the movie, yeah. movie poster thing. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a super talented guy, and it's it's a really fun watch. Like, because um, again, you just kind of get to see a little bit behind the scenes of of, of the posters that uh, you yeah. loved as a kid. Yeah, super I liked cool. it a lot. It's yeah, it's I've, one of those perfect net. Like I've said it before about Doc. I think I said it about Glow, the wrestling movie. But it's just yeah. perfect. Like you know, what do I feel like? I don't know. Like throw that on on Netflix, and you know, it's yeah. just really, really. And, it's super easy to watch. Yeah, and no. and it's fucking. I mean, yeah, his posters are goddamn brilliant. Amazing. Like if you were in a video store in the eighties, because they would use the his posters for the videos because yeah. they were amazing yeah. you know you're walking and you see dreamscape and you're like oh my god yeah. like i gotta watch this yeah. you know clearly and, and and little stories behind like uh, the story behind the poster for the thing is really really cool yeah um just like, oh my god the thing is crazy like that he didn't know anything about the movie basically like he knew yeah. almost nothing when right. he made that thing poster and, uh, and they're, he did they're it like, overnight it's, it's a, a horror movie in the snow yeah so he was <laughs> like well i don't know what the fuck to do so parka i guess yeah and shit coming out of the face yeah perfect and it's fucking like one of the best posters ever yeah <laughs> and it so suits the movie that yeah. he liked all all he knew was that it was a winter horror movie yeah yeah um and then he did it overnight that's yeah. what they said in the movie right like yeah. he literally was just like oh shit i'd like do tomorrow and stayed it was up all night still, <laughs> it, when it got to its destination it, the paint was still wet yeah um pretty cool uh i saw that i saw ruby sparks yeah. Oh. Uh, which was written and starring Zoe uh, Kazan, Ilya Kazan's granddaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a fucking treasure, by the way. She's just <laughs> adorable and just like a super great actress. I really like her. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really fun movie. Yeah. Um, it, That's one it really of the ones sweet I've been and, meaning to kind of watch because I heard it was all pretty good. Yeah. And then like you see it on Netflix and you're like, someday, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I highly suggest it. It's, uh, again, super watchable, like really, really sweet. Paul Dano's great. Uh, like it, it's not one of those movies that, that professes to be anything but but what it is. Yeah. Um, it almost feels a little bit like Spike Jones light. Because mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. it's about like he writes a girl or something yeah. right? and she shows and up. And she just kind of shows up. So it's got that sort of fantasy. It's got that sort of uh, intellectual fantasy element to it that's. Um, 
I have to apologize for my voice. I'm quitting smoking again, and um, it's fucking with me. Oh, how far in are you? Or, uh, or is it just like... At 3 a.m. tonight, it'll be five days. Oh, Damn, shit. Look nice. at that. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And you sound terrible. Oh, yeah. I do. I do. I, and I feel awful, and I yeah. fucking hate and everything. You look like shit. Uh, <laughs> and you're kind of a dick. <laughs> and I've never enjoyed your company. Um, but uh, good luck. Yeah. Or your stupid face, but I admire what you're doing. Yeah. That's awesome, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's killing me. But yeah. uh, but what are you going to do, well, right? first week's the worst. It you, is. It well, is. You know I'm, that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm doing I'm holding strong. Yeah, um, and also just another super quick thing I've been uh, rewatching um, for probably the millionth time. Uh, I've been rewatching Twin Peaks again. Right. Um, sitting in bed watching Twin Peaks with my little <laughs> Laura Palmer diary sitting beside. Is me. it like a reader? Like, does it do, do like if you have it beside you? Is there like is it like in order? Okay, is it like like it's not section or is by it episode for you or to something? write your thoughts as Laura Palmer? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm writing it myself. Uh, no, it's it's interesting. It was actually written by um by David Lynch's daughter. Uh, okay, uh, daughter or wife? I don't know. Jennifer, look it up. Yeah. Um. But it, it's basically it's sort of a bit of a companion piece. Okay, like right. it, it it weaves um, elements of the show. But, yeah, but it's cool. certainly unnecessary. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it's on Netflix, guys. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good, and it makes me so profoundly sad because it, it's not, like I was obsessed with that when I was a kid. Yeah, um, when it was first on, and um, yeah, I've always just loved it. So. Yeah, I, I saw it uh, in its entirety for my first time because of you. Yeah, I borrowed yeah. your uh, awesome VHS box set. Yeah, it, yeah, which is that a really cool sweet. package. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now I've got the uh, the gold edition on uh, DVD now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> what does that have? This is nothing new. It's the same shit, but it looks so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but is there like behind the like? Is there like uh, interviews and stuff like that? Like, uh, yeah, there's a bonus disc that has a couple of behind the not behind the scenes so much, but people talking about. Their I want to see that. Them. Yeah, right. when I'll, when I'll the f- when the first set came out on DVD, I remember. It still being a novel idea that like a whole like first season of a show was on DVD mm. and I remember being like super expensive because it like went out of print and yeah. then all of a sudden it was just like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> I just remember being like a whole like t- TV okay like yeah like I want them all why wouldn't I yeah <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah yeah it's just and, and you know a couple people pop up and you're like oh shit that person's in there yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anybody but yeah uh, yeah it's just it, I, I, maybe it's just me but like it, it's it fully transports me like in into that little world and oh yeah and, no it's it's fantastic yeah, it's yeah every, even so everything that's bad about it is great yeah like <laughs> like the funny thing is there's some really terrible acting like the guy who plays bad. Bobby yeah Bobby Ashbrook is just awful um, hey but, man <laughs> yeah like he's he, He's fully that guy, but somehow it works. Because yeah, if he was anything else, it wouldn't be right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the heightened reality is sort of given to weird high school acting, yeah. which there's a lot of, <laughs> um, even from the adults, which yeah. is fantastic. But uh, you know, like uh, uh, Russ Tamblin plays Doctor Jacoby, and he's just like this weirdo hippie psychiatrist <laughs> guy, and you're just like, are you even acting? What's going on? <laughs> but it's so it's so perfectly. Oh fits yeah, in. no, yeah, one of the best shows ever. Yeah, it just it fucking it just gets me every time I watch yeah. it. So yeah, that's all I've been doing. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go super quick. Um, this pertains to all of us in a way. So all of us are going to be on this podcast called the Do Over, right? Yeah, upcoming Toronto podcast where they're going to have a bunch of panelists come in and talk about specific years of Academy Awards, specifically the Best Picture. 
mm-hmm. uh, nominations, and we're all mm-hmm. just going to talk about like, did they get it right? What other movies came out that year? Yeah. What would we vote for now? So and we're going to vote, right? And, like, yeah, draw. There's a vote. Potentially yeah. a new winner. Yeah. for each year. Totally. From what that the, that the actual academy has yes. to stand by. Yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is legit. It's, yeah. it's sanctioned <laughs> yeah. by uh, by the academy. Yeah. yeah, and also it should be mentioned that it, it is going to be a modern superior podcast. That's mm-hmm. right. It will be on our network. Yeah, great yeah. idea for a show. So I I watched my first movie of 1977, uh-huh. The Goodbye Girl. Yes. Paul Simon uh, or uh, Neil Simon <laughs> Paul Simon uh, <laughs> Paul Simon also liked this yeah. movie Garfunkel <laughs> was like I'm out of here um, <laughs> he was not into it yeah but uh, yeah uh, Richard Dreyfus, romantic comedy I'd never seen it um, directed by Herbert Ross and uh, yeah, it was really delightful yeah, not, great not, movie. not like a, this should have won but just um, it's like good movie funny Dreyfus is so great in it I think oh it yeah, is what really makes that kind absolutely. of absolutely, and the kid in it is actually really adorable. Yeah, no. yeah. Although it does kind of like border on that sort of just like this kid's pretty witty and like snarky or whatever for a kid. But yeah, um, yeah like there's some dated stuff in it, but just all the stuff that worked, I just thought it was a really nice, fun, funny watch. With like it's just like any any of his scripts or plays, you know, you're in for like really zippy dialogue, and that just carries mm. you right through the two hours. Yeah. Absolutely, like yeah. he he was the blueprint for John Hughes. Or something. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, I liked it, and I'm Good. looking forward for more '77 movies. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward for 77 more movies. <laughs> um, I, I saw some stuff. Yeah, what would you I, see? Fuck yeah, guys! Guess what? I watch documentaries too. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm also smart, you guys. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I'll be brief on this because it could be very long. Uh, I watched West of Memphis, the most oh, recent. How is that? West Memphis Three documentary. It's it's intense, man. It's yeah. overwhelming. Is that that's like two and a half hours, isn't it? it oh yeah, long? yeah. It's a long documentary, but. <clears throat> I I haven't seen all of the Paradise Lost installments. Yeah, yeah me either. Um, because the, honestly, no, I think I've only seen the first one. First it, one, and like half of the second. Yeah, one. I, it just became so hard to to stay with this story because it's so fucking tragic. depressing and, yeah. and, tra- and tragic. Yeah, I remember uh, while I was watching the documentary last night. It's from 2012. And I was remembering when I was in 2002 or something like that, I had a Rolling Stone magazine that had an article called uh, Dress Weird, Get Arrested, which was the first time I was really super aware of it. I remember hearing about it when in the 90s when I was a teenager, because these guys are all about the same age as me, a little bit older. And uh, I read the article and the way the article is breaking everything down, I was like, oh, this is pretty fucked up. Well, they got to be out now. Then I finished the article. I'm like, oh, shit, they aren't. (laughs) And if you told me then like that they weren't out then and all of a sudden like, and in 10 years from then, it, they're still not going to be out. You yeah. know, it, just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but it's a fascinating documentary, and it really takes you through, even though you know a lot of this stuff, it really takes you through the process of how things are uncovered, how they look, and stuff like that, uh, from every perspective pretty well, except, you know, by the end, obviously, we're all in the position of like, holy shit, Arkansas is terrifying because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their way or no way. Um, and, uh, you know, then pointing out, to, like, seeing who re- really looks like the, the killer is and and what they can't do about it and can do about it. Eddie Vedder's in it, and uh, pretty interesting. He's been attached to the whole thing, too, and he mm-hmm. speaks about it at one point. He's like, you know, this is crazy. Like, I got in... I First time I heard about this, I was in my 20s, and I'm, I'm 45 now, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. this is nuts. Like, yeah. But he's very active. Uh, yeah, well, wasn't he it. one of the producers of the documentary? Uh, maybe I don't know. I, I didn't really read the credits. Rollins is in it. Yeah. I had that album he did, the Rise Against uh, 
or uh, Rise Above uh, uh, tribute thing here. He did a bunch of old Black Flag songs, but with guest vocalists and guest guitar players. Yeah. And stuff oh like that. yeah, I like remember Mike Patton's that. on it and stuff. Yeah. And that sweet version of Six Pack, fucking mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah, it was actually a pretty good little fundraising album. But yeah, it's a heavy ass documentary. Um, well, I mean, we read the news. We know they're out now, but I mean, it's just like it's still. But it isn't really right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what right. I mean. But it's well. I, I mean, they can't get their lives back. Yeah, totally. no, no. But also, I mean, it's like the way that they had to go about getting out. Yeah, it's not right, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up still. But they're out, so that's great. They can have lives now. Yeah, so good for them. Be with their families. Uh, but it's a really great documentary. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you don't need to go back and watch it all kinda... the Paradise Lost. It covers everything. Okay. It has footage from those documentaries. It covers all the bases. This is the definitive. It's all over now. Right. There you go. Watch it. Then I, uh, I so on contrast to that being smart and watching documentaries, I watched a movie called Ninja Two: Shadow of <laughs> Shadow a of a Tear. Shadow of a Tear. <laughs> so yeah, I got home from work. I was, I was tired. I'm just like, I need to. St- stupid something whatever and i'm flicking through on, a, on netflix and it's just called ninja 2 on your netflix if you look yeah. for it there and i the guy that's in the photo i'm like oh that dude this guy scott adkins he's the lead in universal soldier day of reckoning and yeah. he's got some pretty badass fights in it so i'm like why not yeah what the hell and if i don't like it i'll turn it off and, right. and anyway and as as always watch those two universal soldier movies yes, that they made guys yes, just, yes they are so good they're shockingly good yeah uh, Those are still on Netflix? Yeah. I still haven't seen them. You got them, man. Yeah. Watch Dude, them back to so back, great. man. Yeah, back to fucking back. It'll be a so great night. Good. Back to and, back with who? Huh? <laughs> you want me to sit back to back with someone of similar height and weight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they won't be able to see the movie. No. <laughs> it's you, not about them, Casey. Yeah. Should I describe it to them? No. Yeah. Listen, okay. you have earplugs in and you're watching it. Oh, okay. And they have a blindfold and they're listening to it. You got to <laughs> fill in the gaps. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm thinking about that now. (laughs) I'm plotting that out in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I know what you're thinking with the Universal Soldier. Like, it isn't tonally similar to the original Mm -hmm. canon of this franchise at all. Very different thing going on. Anyway, so this Scott Adkins fellow is the reason I checked this out. And this fucking Ninja 2 movie is fantastic. Fantastic! I gotta watch it. It's uh, it's one of the best action movies I've seen in a while. It is straight up an '80s action film. The plot is a guy who's really good at ninjing <laughs> is he doesn't want to fight anybody though. But then he's some thugs try and rob him, and he beats them up. But then they find out where he lives, so they kill his wife. So then he's got to go kill all the thugs, right? Yeah. It's like a fucking, it's like Commando, or, well, it's not Commando, but it's, it might as well be. Yeah. Like, I've seen this movie <laughs> a couple of times. You know, a hero's got to avenge his, uh, his, his family that's been attacked. And um, what was really refreshing and awesome about this, and what's so awesome about these new Universal Soldier movies is, we've had, like, a lot of uh, high-tech action go on since, I guess, The Matrix happened. Yeah. Where you throw... We can have A-list stars now doing action stuff as long as you film it the right way. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to see a guy who is a professional fighter who can act. Yeah, or right. act enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's better. It's more interesting to see somebody who can do these fucking crazy moves than, like... Because I'm not like, there's not, like, acting required in a... Totally. You know, Matt Damon's great in those Bourne movies, but he doesn't have to... Like, really, like, whoa, so hard to act this looking stern in a car. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just look stern and then and deliver exposition. Yeah, and, and nothing against him or that franchise. I love the Bourne movies. But but this guy is 
crazy. The fights in this movie, and there are a fucking ton of them. There's no waiting around for the action. There is a sequence after a sequence after a sequence. Like He's got this crazy chest kick that he pulls out a lot that's really horrific. It's uh, just fucking fantastic. So I read a lot about this Scott Atkins guy, and I'm the biggest Scott Atkins fan of the world right now. I'm trying to find <laughs> anything I can on Netflix to watch because all of his fights are fucking crazy. I can't believe uh, he's in that Hercules Rennie Harlan movie. That's right. And he's yeah. got like a pretty big role from yeah. the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's big shit with, like, there's a, a huge resurgence in straight-to-video yeah. or direct-to-video action well, right well, now. Well, now it's direct-to-Netflix. So right. like Exactly. You can make these things super cheap. But the quality, this is the thing, is the quality has gone up. For right. it, was, it used to be just like whatever, and it looked like shit. These movies look good. The cinematography is good. The fight choreography is fucking fantastic. And I think it really does stem from these Universal Soldier movies. John Hyams has done a few uh, uh, straight-to-video now that are really, really good. He did another one with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and this other guy. I don't remember his name. I hadn't seen him before, but his fight scene was fucking fantastic, too. Um, and there's a, a movie called Assassination Games with Jean-Claude Van Damme and... Scott Adkins, that's quite good too. That's on Netflix. Check that out. But this, look out for this guy. Watch some stuff he does. Yeah. And I just, if he doesn't become a bigger action star soon, we suck. Yeah, we all suck because yeah. this guy is fantastic. Like so entertaining. Yeah. he's not a good actor fight, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's he's exactly what you want out of this kind of shit. He's perfect. Uh, but yeah, Ninja Two. Uh, what a blast. I can't believe how good it was, how yeah. much fun I had watching it. It's totally stupid. Don't misunderstand me. This yeah. movie is retarded, but yeah. it's got twists and shit like that. It tries a little bit at least, yeah, but yeah. fuck me. I don't care. It was so fun. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Action fans, watch this guy. He's yeah, wicked. I mean, awesome. his his stuff that I've seen in the Universal Soldier movie that he was in was like like when I came out of seeing that that Day of Reckoning in uh, at After Dark, seeing it in yeah. theaters. Uh, up on the big screen I was just like those fucking scenes in that movie I was just Mm -hmm. like these are the best action movie like action scenes that I've seen in years and I don't think I think I may have seen that before the raid and I don't think I saw anything that was that amazing until I saw the raid Yeah, yeah just like straight up just fucking hardcore crazy awesome well choreographed action yeah yeah he's in uh Expendables 2 as well, Scott Adkins, but a lot of stuff got chopped out or the time frame that they were given. He was talk- I read an interview with him and he was talking about The Raid and how great that movie is and that was a big resurgence for action. Yeah. But they had 70 days to shoot The Raid, whereas most mm-hmm. straight-to-video movies and stuff like The Expendables yeah. 2 get like two weeks, yeah. Yeah. three weeks. And it's really hard to choreograph an intense fight like that. And he was supposed to have this big, like he was like, ah, finally, he was going to have a fight with Statham. Yeah. Right. It's like they're buddies and like they're, you know. Is that- Right. A bit of like professional rivals, like because they're both really good at what they do. Yeah, but then it went from having a week to choreograph and shoot this fight to two days because they had to film somebody hitting tennis balls at Stallone. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, that's what was in the interview. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so it got turned into two days. So it was kind of like nothing, and he was really pissed about it because that was he was like. The reason he signed on to the movie was to yeah. fight uh, Statham, yeah. you know, or have a scene. But anyway, this guy's pretty fucking. Because he wouldn't have done it otherwise. <laughs> uh, no, no, he, he he turned it down initially because Stallone wouldn't give him enough information about what his character was. Yeah, Stallone's like, don't worry about it, don't worry, we'll make money. He's like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> what am I? Who am I playing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm on Stallone's side on this one. <laughs> it's like Stallone tells you to do something. You fucking do it. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this guy's awesome, though. Check these movies yeah, out. I'm looking forward to... Uh, and yeah, he's the lead in Day of Reckoning, the yeah. most recent Universal Which, Oh, my basketball. God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to one, the next time I have, like, an evening free where I'm not, not watching, like, something for this or, or, or Time Bandits or whatever, yeah. where I can just be, like, fucking shitty action movie time. I'm yeah, not yeah. going to reach for the VHS tonight. I'm going Netflix Ninja 2. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow of a Tear. I thought yeah. you were going to call yourself a Netflix Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Netflix ninja on this. I'm going like, Netflix. Shadow you of should a see nerd. how yeah. <laughs> You should see how fast I get it I get Netflix open and into the movie I want. I'm like <laughs> I'm super good. Yeah. And nobody ever sees me do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Why put a, when did you put a movie on?" <laughs> <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> Yeah, have yourself uh, a Scott Adkins Film Festival. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Awesome. And I think uh, on a lot of the Netflixes, you can search by name. So just put his name in, and just yeah, go yeah. boom, boom, boom. Netflix yeah. Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> add, add to list. Cue it up. <laughs> so take it from the Netflix Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh yeah. Yep. Anything? What else? Anything? I think. I think that's the end of my list. Of cool. Stuff. Cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh wait, one one quick thing. Before we get into film roulette, I rewatched The Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah, the other night because post Jack post Jack Ryan, Ryan. Shadow Recruit. Uh, because I was like, I was you know I pretty irritated with that movie and mad at the yeah. direction of the character, and I'm like, well, I haven't seen Hunt for Red October in quite some time. Let's go back and make sure I was right. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's still great. It's really really good, and uh, yeah, I like the way they handle. Like, I, it's, it's you know, it's a different time period, and nobody wants. Hollywood's not going to hire a bunch of Russian actors, so I like the way they transition into from Russian to English and just accept it. It's just it's Connery, it's Sam Neill, it's a yeah. bunch of Scottish people and English people being Russian, but who gives a fuck? The story is compelling. It doesn't rely on cheap fucking action tricks. Like it's a really smart film, well directed. Uh, John McTiernan at his in his like peak of being pretty much oh, yeah, the best sure. streak an action director may have had. Uh yeah, uh, awesome and yeah, fuck this new Jack Ryan movie. Fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> I was pretty light on it, but yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it a fucking piece of shit. Pretty non-essential. <laughs> yeah. Garbage. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into it. Let's get into film roulette then. I'll get into it. All right. <laughs> Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. Greg and I went and saw The Pass, an Iranian French language drama, and uh, Casey Lost had to go see Hey Frankenstein! You Frankenstein! Yo, yo Frankenstein! <laughs> hey, you Frankenstein! You, you, me Frankenstein? <laughs> you Frankenstein! I Frankenstein! <laughs> you Frankenstein! She Frankenstein! He Frankenstein! I Frankenstein! <laughs> uh, oh! Oh! Hey! When did this become a Dice Clay. Bit. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Casey lost last week. Got to see that piece of shit. We'll hear about how that went. But uh, the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen don't to for the call following it a week. Piece of shit until you know. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Casey gave us an album last week mm-hmm. to listen to. And, uh, and then we're going to roll, see what happens next week. And that's how we play. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, so just to let's get right into it. Greg and I. We saw the past. Uh, I'm so scared to, to to pronounce this name wrong. Oh yeah, uh, all at, of them. <laughs> Askar Farhadi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he he directed a separation which won 
the best foreign picture in 2012. Yes. Uh, this is the follow-up. A lot of people really liked a separation. I have yet to see it. Likewise. But uh, this is getting a lot of buzz again, coming up with Oscars and uh, g- getting really, really good reviews. So Yeah, yeah it's up for uh, yeah. best foreign Definitely. Um, <laughs> the the plot outline on IMDb for the listeners is an Iranian man deserts his French wife and two children to return to his homeland. Meanwhile, his wife starts up a new relationship, a reality her husband confronts upon his wife's request for a divorce. And he's come back for the yeah. first time in about four years. I feel like and it's it, a weird synopsis. Yeah. Like, he, you don't really, it's not about him deserting the no. family. He's... The movie starts with him coming back yeah. four years after they split up to sign the divorce papers. Yeah, and he's kind of dropped. His ex-wife, is, or soon-to-be ex-wife, is now living with a new man yeah. and his son and her two daughters. Yeah. And he, he's kind of dropped into a situation that he had no foresight about. He just right. kind of all of a sudden, he didn't know she was with somebody new. He didn't know she was even living with him. Right. And that he had a son and all this. Yeah. Um, how do you want to get into this? Um, well, I'll, I'll get into it by saying I fucking loved this movie. I fucking loved it. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Jesus, so good. Yeah, it is It is brilliant. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it, it, it's like a two-hour and ten movie, uh, two hours and ten minutes. It's straight dialogue. Yeah. It's so engrossing. The performances are... Amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I mean, yeah, it's all subtitled, but the essence of the performance is really oh, yeah. slammed home. Uh, what's his name here? Uh, Ali Mosafa, that guy yeah. who played Ahmad. Oh my God, was he good. Yeah. Um, just fantastic. Every Everyone, everyone is, is good. Amazing. All the, the kids, kids are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the thing that I love so much about this movie um, is how much of it is about like language and and it totally doesn't matter like if you don't like foreign movies as a listener or or whatever like it for a movie that's so about like the way we speak and what we say when we speak and what we reveal when we speak and how we avoid things in our lives like don't tell people the whole truth and how that comes around like it transcends language because it's a foreign film like doesn't matter like it all works so so well like it's engrossing like yeah you're the, like nothing happens in this movie in terms of action or anything it's just a lot of dialogue and you're just like i in the middle of the movie like i paused it to go get like a drink of water or something and i was like this is like i can't wait to go like watch turn it back on like I want, what's gonna, <laughs> what is gonna happen <laughs> like i really liked it yeah um, um i don't ra- really want to get in too much to no <laughs> casey's dying i'm sorry guys casey's dying uh sorry. yes casey uh, it's just uh, nobody was paying attention to me <laughs> yeah. um i don't want to get into no. too much of anything that happens because it is all unfolds from yeah. dialogue so I'll just say, uh, yeah, the performance has knocked me out. It's two hours and ten minutes. I could have taken another hour of it because yeah. it was just so engrossing. And the, uh, yeah. the dialogue and the delivery of it was so natural. Mm-hmm. It was such a, a great look at, uh, I don't know, human problems. Yeah. Family pro- it's not f- just family related. These are family members, but not entirely. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, I I just I love the way that like because I I watched this after my brother had already seen it and he was kind of like yeah I liked it but he 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 made a mention and I going into the movie I was like looking for this where he said like it seemed like all the problems like if only people just like said you know like more of what they meant and stuff and and so going into it I was like but to me like the whole movie is about you know like like not telling people the whole truth in order to like yeah. let yourself off the line and right. how that like affects people around you absolutely and and the thing about it it was just like 
the things that happen in this movie in somebody else's hands would be like silly how melodramatic they are like oh the God, stuff yeah. that happens is so some of it is so crazy you're you, you kind of think like this could could have been like unintentionally funny how outlandish some of this drama is but like in the way that it just kind of unfolds with like people being the mediator like you know the dad tells stuff to the daughter and then the daughter tells someone else or whatever it just it comes it it was interesting to see a movie unfold so organically in the way that like the drama just comes out in a way that you believe it yeah you know and it was it's so effective the uh, the relationships and how and how these problems and secrets unfold and how they have yeah. interwoven them in these relationships and it's not it's all, that's all it is it's just a dialogue based film but at yeah. the, the last shot I was as on edge oh and glued god. to the screen as I was at the end of, in- of Inception yeah you know what I mean I stared at that last shot oh my god like because uh, oh. the credits start rolling on the last shot yeah. and they don't put the image away and I was no. just like, I'm just going to wait. Yep. <laughs> like uh, on the edge of my seat. Yeah, totally. Did And I was exhausted afterwards, yeah. you know, but in the best kind of way, just like. Whew. We need to talk after uh, off mic, uh, non-spoilers for the audience, yeah. but there's something about that last shot that, that I, I, I heard some people didn't notice and I want to talk to you about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, like. And and I've seen some reviews kind of saying this isn't as good as the separation. And if that's the case, like, I'm going to go watch that, like, Absolutely. very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, a bunch of uh, actors I'm really interested in now. Again, the guy who played uh, Ahmad. Yeah. I mean, there's no... The mom this, was, this was fully really a, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Berenice Bayo from and the, uh, the Artist. Yeah, and the daughter. The daughter, yeah. Fantastic. This kid really held her own. And I liked a good casting here, too, because she really looks like she could be yeah. uh, Bayo's daughter. You yeah. Know? Um, and the, the little kids, too, were fantastic. Yeah, there's a couple scenes where they get where they get, you get them kind of interacting that was just like just so tastefully and well done and well yeah. like the dial like it's this movie's written so well yeah there was a lot for the uh the kid who played fwad yeah uh who's probably eight yeah uh a lot <laughs> a lot on that kid's shoulders to do yeah yeah it, really... especially like uh physicalities in the face and like his like yeah. the way he looks at people there, there's so much being said in how he's like looking at his dad or looking at like the girl that his dad's kind of like getting ready to marry and yeah like and you see it all yeah 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 <laughs> amazing performance from this kid because that's not a normal kid role there was yeah. a shit ton of stuff thrown at him um no scene was just like okay hey, just be a kid in this scene it's yeah like, okay you're gonna be a kid in this scene who's having the worst fucking shit ever happened yeah <laughs> now explain it to your dad <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. Uh... no yeah i was just like so engrossed thoroughly throughout this movie yeah, just yeah. fantastic. I can't say uh, there was. I don't have a problem with anything that happened I know. in this movie or any performance in it. Yeah, it was. Holy shit, you guys! Yeah, I gotta see this movie. Yeah, it's great. it's fucking totally in my top, you know, fifteen or twenty of the year. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's probably, fucking, did it come out last year? It's riveting. It's for 2013. Yeah, it's oh, up okay. for the foreign. Yeah, Oscar. it is. You yeah. one wonders like, are they just not going to give it because they gave it to that director last year? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'd be shocked to see something better than yeah. this in the in the category yeah i just think yeah like there aren't there's movies that are lesser than this in the best picture category. yeah yeah you know? absolutely Fuck yeah it's so it and it's and it's again like when we were talking about her i think it was her that casey said like there's so much like this movie is about so much that you could like peel the onion back and mm-hmm. i feel like this is is not similar in time kind of movie but yeah like it's all it's a lot about the way we talk to people and what yep. happens but it's also a lot about like regret and it's just like there's so much going on here. <laughs> yeah, and it is about like how you, and when you have big things on your mind or that you're keeping them from people. It's not yeah. like this is a long period of time. All the everything that happens in this movie yeah. happens over the course of 
a day and a half, two yeah. days, you know? So it's just that sort of when a powder keg's going on, like you're, and you're trying to save your own skin yeah. or protect other people at the same time. Totally. You know, only things come through, you know, it's like a sieve, you know, yeah. just little bits are coming through, just the important stuff. And then, you know, and then eventually someone's going to see the meat. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, I don't know, a meat would be in a sieve. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this analogy is gross. <laughs> yeah. Look at the meat. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I was yeah, so good. taken aback by One how good it was. the best things I saw all year. Yeah. This year. Totally. And last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, amazing. So yeah. to segue from one of the best things we saw this year, it sounds like this was actually you, Casey. It, <laughs> no, no, I Frankenstein. <laughs> this sounds like actually the perfect companion piece then, uh, because it sounds like the movie you guys saw yeah. was very densely layered with character development mm-hmm. and a story. Yeah. Mm. And things, and what I saw was I Frankenstein. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, I've never hated. I hated. I hated the movie. I hated everyone else in the theater. There was like four other people in the theater, and I hated them for paying for tickets for this movie. And that's it. They weren't even doing anything. Uh, no, <laughs> they were no, just, just for being there. It, yeah. I fucking hated them. I hate Bill Nye now. Uh, uh, that's I crazy. Hate Aaron Eckhart. Um, well, I hate that's fine. movies now. I'll never see another movie. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I may be overstating for a fact, yeah. but uh, so and the, also I may have just quit smoking. But um, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this movie is based on like a, a graphic novel, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Sure. Yeah, um, it looks like the worst idea you know, ever. You, well, it's not. Even an idea. It's just a bunch of fucking bullshit thrown into a blender. This movie should have been called uh, Gargoyles versus Demons and also Frankenstein's there. Yeah, I was just looking at the IMDb uh, synopsis and it just says Frankenstein's creature finds himself caught in an all out centuries old war between two immortal clans. And I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with Frankenstein? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they sort of weave in the whole Frankenstein thing in that the demons need corpses that are in animated but have no souls so that uh-huh. they can inhabit those corpses or something right. it's so weak and so thin and there is zero character development it's like they defiantly it's like there's defiantly no character development so you don't have to care about anyone there is a weak fucking female lead like if i was a woman i would be outraged or no sorry as a man as a moviegoer uh, i'm outraged that there's no female character in this thing mm. um there's a, a a weak shitty uh female scientist who's supposed to be the one who knows how to reanimate corpses um or like who's like on the cutting edge of that technology sure and she's implied uh, employed by the demon i'm gonna spoil everything in this because oh, yeah, fuck yeah. this movie <laughs> do not go see this movie. boycott never this will. piece of shit it looks like the worst thing ever um. So, uh, Bill Bill Nye is the is the. Uh, I keep thinking you're about to say Bill Nye. Bill Bill Nye <laughs> is the science guy. He uh, <laughs> he um uh, he, he's the head of this company that uh, that's desperately trying to to learn how to reanimate corpses because he's the demon who uh, the the head of the demon. He's the demon prince. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. It, uh, uh, 
I, I, I can't describe we broke you Casey. how fucking how okay here's what everyone wants to know how sexy is Frankenstein yeah. uh, like okay you know, <laughs> Frankenstein. wait 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 I, I'm not sold on this movie but like if you put him in a hoodie oh I yeah feel like God. maybe I'm yeah, sold yeah. look I've I've never been more sexually attracted to Frankenstein <laughs> in my life I'm gonna get that out of the way right now um just kidding I have uh this this movie okay so it's a it's a world that presupposes that uh, that I guess it's a world that lives within Mary Shelley's Frankenstein right. because Frankenstein is not a literary character he's literally a character yeah um so so I guess this is what Mary Shelley was working towards yeah. this world <laughs> finally uh, but it's so he's like lived f- like let's assume the. Original story oh, yeah, no, has he's, happened. He's he's the monster. He's sur- has survived hundreds her. of years. Old. Okay, yeah. Um, and and he just kind of goes through. So that's like that new that, haircuts and yeah, yeah. new hoodies. <laughs> yeah, hoodies are big. You know what? Oh, As Frankenstein, I'm just really happy I got to live to see hoodies. Like, they're just, <laughs> you can zip them up. <laughs> yes, yeah. so much better than my blazer and turtleneck. Yeah, he's <laughs> like sometimes my corpse forehead gets chilly. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's my my thing about this whole fucking plot, which I'm sure is not a revelation, but just the fact that it's just like they've taken a character, they've said that he's lived hundreds and hundreds of years, so that they can have a stupid fucking sci-fi like dumbass creature plot around it like that seems like like why even make it frankenstein then like why don't you because like, because it's like is frankenstein so popular right now that they, <laughs> like with the kids or something Do you know well i feel like it's they've that run thing. out of vampire yeah, yeah. i feel like it's that thing of like where they're like well vampire like everybody's making fun of vampires now so maybe those aren't cool okay but there's still sort of a tie-in that we can uh, like there's still enough retarded teenagers who who, who are like well what's like, the next that, that like, we can exploit yeah. the the, yeah. the sort of like yeah, classic monsters mummy yeah Again. And they were in like a pitch meeting. They're like, "Okay, I drag no, I drag." So, but not it work. seems like what they wanted to do was find a formula wherein they could use as little of Frankenstein as possible. Because yeah. in this type of action movie, Frankenstein is not a compelling character. Yeah, they just wanted to have that Frankenstein element so that people could go like, "Oh, well, I recognize this as being one of the yeah, classic yeah, yeah. monsters. Maybe I'll it's like this like, as much as I, I like Twilight." I just, it but makes it's me not, really. But like, they're they're they take that that element of uh, of the story and they just shoehorn it in there in such and, uh, an awkward yeah, fucking way like. so that it's just about gargoyles fighting demons which is not in any way compelling <laughs> um it, it it just and then and then frankenstein shows up sometimes and goes like oh i'll help you guys fight uh-huh mm-hmm. so i got i have the questions. end <laughs> i got questions about frankenstein living for hundreds of years and you know, shopping at the Gap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside from Eagle, his clothing, aside from the aside from the clothing, so like he's made of corpses and stuff. Wouldn't he be rotting for hundreds of years? Um, Does he go get new like, body why parts? Why is he immortal? Does he have to? Yeah. Why is he immortal? And like his no, hair, no, I can for explain example. that. Let me explain Doesn't that. Have, like, the dead guys hair? Of this movie. Um, uh, no. <laughs> No, okay, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Casey just, for the listener, Casey just gave the most fuck this shrug that there ever, that there ever was. Because this movie doesn't give a fuck well, that's, what that's, you think. To me, that's why it's just like it's so frustrating that it's like a Frankenstein movie. Like, I get it. I know Frankenstein is a big, big property that people are going to be like, oh, Frankenstein or whatever. But, like, it just seems so weird to be like, hey, yeah, yeah, remember Frankenstein? Well, yeah, well, he's immortal, so he lived forever. And then eventually a cool fight happens that he's like, 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 like why don't they just make it like well, years ago? Ago, there was a man who was immortal, and now he's in a fight. Like <laughs> because because teenagers aren't gonna aren't gonna relate to a period piece. I think I yeah. think that's why because that is literally 
it. Like uh, like Frankenstein, but like Doctor Fra- Frankenstein creates him. Yeah, uh, he turns on him and kills his wife, and then and then Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein. Oh, by the way, sorry. And then Fra- Doctor Frankenstein dies in the process of trying to hunt him down and kill him, uh-huh. and then he just hangs out for two hundred yeah, years. He's right. a lonely wanderer on yeah. a lonely road. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm the type of guy who <laughs> <laughs> around. I'm also Frankenstein and. Um, <laughs> Phil Hartman played a more convincing Frankenstein. Um, that's another great fucking thing about this movie is that every once in a while they have to reset and rebrand. So uh, because his name is Adam, because the Queen of the Gargoyles decides Queen of the Gargoyles. You yeah. guys, yeah. I said that. Yeah, um, the name she gives him a name. She gives him a name. She's like, well, Doctor Frankenstein never uh, named you, so I'll call you Adam. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> Do you like my hoodie? Yeah. Um, and then and then, but occasionally they have to sort of reset and rebrand this movie so uh, every once in a while a character will just call him Frankenstein oh god yeah <laughs> like with no explanation or anything <laughs> like like you would think that they'd be able to to explain that simply by someone saying something stupid like oh you were made by Dr. Frankenstein so I'm gonna call you Frankenstein but they don't even like yeah they don't even half ass to like uh, explain it they just yeah. go here comes Frankenstein again <laughs> my name's Adam okay yeah. god he doesn't even care so more <laughs> he's just like whatever it's like even the character of Frankenstein is like I shouldn't be here yeah I, and <laughs> More, more to my questions about like why even bother with it as Frankenstein though, yeah. but like it didn't work. Yeah, and why is it like, called I Frankenstein? This it shouldn't need be I Monster. But this because, made by Frankenstein because he's not because at the end. Just, never mind. This is the this is the explanation <laughs> for that because at the end, like. You would think that that because of that he'd be going because of the name he'd be going through some sort of existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. But he's not really. Um, it just at the end he goes like, "I know, you know that I, that I'm the the savior of this world or something." Yeah. I son of Frankenstein. I blah blah blah. I Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. So it doesn't make any sense. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. oh my it's, God. It's just he might as well have been like. This has been a movie about Frankenstein, and the yeah. title has been <laughs> I, Frankenstein. <laughs> but this movie opened up at fucking sixth place, Yeah, made like eight million bucks, Yeah, had yeah. to have cost so much it more than that. It cost $65 million. Oh, my so, God. So even the fact that they were like, even if they were banking on it being like the Twilight crowd being like looking for another gothic thing, like it didn't work. Like why not make, well, I, I why mean, not just make it something that would actually appeal to those people? Uh, I, I'm like... uh I, I'm sorry. I may have Jack sort of Ryan. like over. Uh, I may have overstated the uh, uh, the kind of link to the whole Twilight thing. This is really more of an underworld movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why. That, and, and even even then, <coughs> like I mean, it looked a lot like an underworld movie because yeah. it's made by the same kind of writers and stuff. I believe. Yeah. But but even then, like, why not make the same it kind of dullards? Yeah. <laughs> well, why why not make it like? a pseudo underworld spinoff like just make a fucking wor- movie about orcs or whatever fighting and it's this dude that's yeah. like a sexy dude that's not Frankenstein <laughs> like why would you try a like really sexy dude yeah like I make it- sexy dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> I sex man I sexy man yeah um, like, like okay you know you know okay like all I'm doing is, is sort of like 
uh, this is just a possibility. What I figure <clears throat> is somebody came in with a, a, a Frankenstein property, like yeah, the, the, the graphic were, novel. We got to sex this up. For yeah, the teens. and they were yeah. like, "Well, Get what those can we do? Guys. Yeah, like what can we do to make yeah. this kind of appealing to the widest possible audience?" And if it, and I, I, I don't remember. I do remember reading that it was based on a graphic novel. If it is a, an existing property, maybe I'm, I'm they were like, into we, it. "Okay," they were like, "We, we kind of have to, you know, like make this Frankenstein right. movie." I just think like Jack. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brian, like, fucking opened up. It's second week still beat it. And mm. that movie's not doing great. No. Like, <laughs> so, well, it, it, it's grossed like 30 million total, I think. But yeah, this weekend it grossed nine, and I, Frankenstein, got eight. You know, like, Frozen still beating it. Nut Job, some piece yeah, of shit movies, movies from beating it. Months ago are you know, beating Lone this Lone Survivor, five weeks old. I mean, that thing's making a lot of money. Still, I'm hearing a like, lot of positive stuff about that Lone Survivor. Yeah, me movie. too. I've heard, see it. I've heard some positive and some middle. Yeah, yeah but I've heard a lot but, of people but, talking about that. A lot of people I know have cried during it. Oh, and, really? And for a while after. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. But nobody cried during I Frankenstein. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to cry about of, it too. Tears of joy that it was over. Oh, like I, I, I've never been so close. To walking out of a movie, yeah, like for the show, yeah, like like I was. We just, have a staunch no walkout rule. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, come real close too. But if yeah. I sat through Smurfs too without walking, out, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. That was the only thing that kept me in that fucking seat. Was was, was that I was like, I can't walk out on a movie for the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it uh, is a graphic novel. Okay, so then that, then that I guess answers all of my ranting questions that took up like fifteen minutes. <laughs> but it just seems stupid, like that they had this idea they were going to make this movie and it still didn't even work. Like that, they Frankenstein. Yeah, like I feel like maybe um, be, because everything about the title and, and about the the end of it. Yeah. Because that that's another thing is well, that this is uh, interesting. Sorry, the the guy who wrote the graphic novel is also an actor and he is most known for playing a character in the Underworld series. Oh. Well, big fucking shock yeah. there. <laughs> hey, hey, um, did anyone write a review of this movie that had like a that like made reference to the fact that the movie's made out of like pieces of dead other movies, like Frankenstein? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, that is clever. Um, yeah, it's uh, like I feel like the graphic novel was probably a thing that that, that sort of um, oh because at the very end too uh, the the demon like they want to get Frankenstein so that one of the demons from the underworld um, could uh, could um, inhabit his body. Um, like he was supposed to be sort of the test subject mm, for that, okay. but the demon tries to to inhabit his body, and it turns out what Frankenstein does have a soul. So the demon couldn't have even fucking uh. done it. Like, their plan was completely moot anyway. Ugh. 
This sounds oh. uh, this sounds just awful. It's it, it was so maddening. Like it, uh, <laughs> I'm so angry. So I'm still angry. Eight out of ten. Uh, <laughs> it was great It was bad 8 out of 10 Yeah it was the fucking worst I hate this movie And I hate you guys now uh, Well you know what I'm glad somebody, I like, stay mad like, at I'm you glad too. somebody From the show Went and saw it Like yeah. I'm I, I, well, Oh yeah, yeah it was I'm, I'm, I'm really glad It was this bad Yeah me too Oh god me It too. was the worst I fucking Like it'll be a while Until I can even see an Aaron And I like Aaron Eckhart Yeah, yeah what's the other thing okay. I want to ask What is going on With Aaron Eckhart his, like he was on such a big upswing, and then like since 2010, roughly, it's just been like a lot of He's, questionable yeah. choices. Like there was that Erased or whatever action movie from last yeah, year. Yeah, right. He's got a couple other fucking stinkers like that. Like that's yeah. all he's doing. I now. feel like he's somebody who he's because he's been in some movies that were he was pretty good in some stuff. Really uh, good I loved in some him stuff. in in Company of Men and yeah. uh, in oh your Friends God, and Neighbors. That movie was fucking great. But then yeah, like he uh, yeah. Well just, yeah, he's good with Neil Labute. Yeah. Um, he's been in a shitload of bad movies. Yeah, like the core garbage possession. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, but I, I mean, this from feeling... the point from the point where he his career kind of blew up, where people really knew who he was a lot because of the Dark Knight. Uh, but a couple of things around there, like he had a lot of lead stuff. Um, but the, like, thank you for smoking. I guess was yeah, he got a lot of critical acclaim. Then he was making pretty, which he was awesome. In. He was awesome in that. He was making like good movies, and then it's like you finished Dark Knight. And you know, Rabbit Hole was, I guess, critically acclaimed. But then after that, Battle Los Angeles, yeah. the erased Olympus has fallen, which I liked, but is retarded. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. I feel <laughs> you know like I think I have this theory about Hollywood. Um, and, and, and I call it the I McConaughey. Call it ho- I call it call- Holly Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Just me, Holly Weird. All right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's understand. the perfect thing to call it. Because it's because it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. like it's the McConaughey effect. I think that Hollywood goes like, here, go and make all of these movies that will make money, um, and, and like it's like a trajectory thing. Like go and make all of these shitty, shitty movies so pe- nobody respects you. Yeah, and then like fucking, you'll get to a point where everyone's like, oh, that guy, and then just make all these integrity picks. Yeah, and you will become <laughs> the biggest actor in the yeah. whole wide world. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I feel like it's just it's a weird like like. Uh, well, first of all, obviously, like, super money, yeah, you just get paid to make these shitty movies, whatever. But, yeah, like, it just seems like the, the weird tr- attempt to cross over from, like, being a really, really, like, prestige actor in these movies, like, uh, like his early stuff with Neil LeBoot. And then it's just kind of like he's got these weird, like, like shitty movies, and then every once in a while there's something, you know, like that, like, I think some people like that Towelhead movie, then, like, Rabbit Hole. Oh, that Hole. was great, actually. Like, he was... He was great in it. Yeah, and then, like, a couple of years later, after some more shit, he'll, like, throw a rabbit hole out there, and then, like, a few more, and then now, you know... Did like, you see the rabbit hole? No, but I heard it was good. Yeah, I saw, like, a scene from it, and, uh, and I yeah. was like, shit, I gotta see this movie. Like I, but, I mean, like, that makes sense to me. Like, if I was an actor, I could just fucking coast for a few years, make a shitload of money, and then right. when something came that I liked, do it, and then it yeah. turns out to be good. But, yeah, it's, it is kind of just like, what? Like, oh, man. Like, he, he does definitely, like, I like him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He can be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And the thing is, it's not like you go like he's horribly bad in this movie or anything. It's just, it's he, he's just kind of walking through it. It's mm-hmm. like nobody said have a character, so he was like, "This is going to be the easiest million dollars I'll yeah. ever make." Yeah. <laughs> so he just wanders through this movie. Yeah. Huh. the The hardest thing he has to do is get a haircut <laughs> <laughs> and a hoodie and a hoodie. <laughs> Oh uh, well, well, I'm glad. Yeah, Yo Frankenstein, 
fuck off. <laughs> That's my review. Um, all right, so now we get into our album. So what uh, what album did you give us last week? Oh, last week I get. I, it wasn't necessarily a punishment album that, yeah. last week. It was yeah. more an album that I just kind of wanted to, You're feeling to check a out nice, myself. Right? Yeah, I'm not this time. Did no. you listen um, to it as well? I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is uh, 2013's Because the Internet by Childish Gambino, yeah. uh, better known as Donald Glover yeah. or Dong Lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always found that pretty funny. Very funny. Um, so, uh, uh, so, yeah, what did you guys think? Um... Okay, so I feel like it's going to be a short, a short conversation. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't have yeah. a ton to say. It, no. This is a long album. Yeah, and I think if I was to say anything to sum this up as quickly as I could, I would say overstuffed. To me, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Like yeah. I, there was moments listening to this hour-long album where songs came on, particularly things like uh, "Telegraph Avenue," "Oakland" by Lloyd. Yeah, I yeah. really like that track. But as a whole, I just I, I found my interest really waning. Like I know yeah. that this kind of like goes hand in hand with like. A, a, like YouTube videos in a book and all like there's a plot and stuff mm-hmm. that you're supposed to there's like a screenplay you're supposed to read while you're listening to it it tells you when to turn on the songs but even that is all a little like I mean I understand that that, yeah. that it's a bigger project it, just, and it that's didn't cool, feel but it didn't feel cohesive to me no if I if I had like if I had to describe it in one word it's cute yeah that's why I feel like <laughs> he's it. he's actually a pretty good rapper he is he's, good I think yeah. it's really impressive it just isn't interesting at yeah. all um, I think he he, ha- he is yet to make an album that like works as as an album I yeah. feel like yeah. every time he puts out something long form like this there's like a couple tracks where I'm like yeah this is real I like that yeah. But, yeah. but there always seems to be this layer of kind of like and I don't want to be someone who speculates about artists intent and stuff but like it always seems like there's, an, there's like uh, I'm going to do it anyway no <laughs> but it just seems like there's a level of kind of like 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 a, like a tr- not tr- I don't want to say try hard because I hate when people say that but it just seems like there's always another layer where he's where he's either saying kind of like oh shucks I'm just kidding though like so this isn't you don't have, can't take this seriously right but, or like yeah. or trying too hard to be something else where I'm just kind of like you're a good rapper when you want to be some of your some of your rhymes are goofy and some of them I like that you do like pop culture references that I get and I'm like oh cool. yeah yeah that's but, that's good there and he's a good rapper but I feel like he fa- falls into uh impersonation yeah every once in a while like there's a few tracks where it's like oh, okay now he's doing his outcast thing yeah yeah now he's doing his Kendrick Lamar thing yeah you know it's just like it I, I got lost and wondering was like are, is this someone else rapping now? yeah yeah it, it's not a recognizable thing from song to song like he's, I feel like he's really good at rapping because he's good at rapping other people's shit right um, not that the lyrics are bad or anything like that but it doesn't feel authentic it feels it, more like it really doesn't and there's little moments a talent show and not an album you know yeah. there's little moments of br- bravado that, that you just don't believe at all yeah. like it's like you know he's doing this whole like puffed up chest kind of mm-hmm. like uh, like rapper bravado yeah. and you're just like uh, I, I've seen behind that. You're too yeah, sensitive yeah. an actor yeah. For, yeah. For, for me to fully believe that you're doing that thing. So, so it very much does become like a, like a, an act. Yeah, I love like the production. Like, oh, there's a bunch of tracks where I just like fucking love the production. It's yeah. a little bit spacey at times. Yeah, no, and- it's it's like it's all bold choices. Like he's not. He didn't make a pop album no. or something like that. Like. He's definitely like the work is there. I think I think he could probably make a pretty good record. Someday. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Um, I love him. I think Donald Glover is hilarious. Oh, he's so fun! Oh, massively I think he's one of the best yeah. talented. Like, I love I think Derek he's one comedy. of the best up and coming things. He's a fantastic fucking writer. He's yeah. yeah, great on Thirty Rock. Yeah, no, yeah. he's pretty exceptional. But this album is just not an album. Uh, I don't know. No song really particularly 
did the anything one, for like, me. Like, I probably am not ever going to go back to this. Oh, yeah. no, I don't know. No, me either. Yeah, the one that stuck out when I was listening and I was like, oh, I, I'm really liking this song was the uh, Trek 7 uh, titled Three Telegraph Avenue, Oakland by yeah. Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like another thing. Like, like these fucking tracks, like the name, like the names of it just sum up what I feel about the album. Like, they have all these tracks where the, with all these different suites, like yeah. one, two, three, four, five, and like two, the, the earth, colon, the oldest computer, bracket, the last night, end bracket. Just kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, you're saying too much yeah. at once like the, if he the, just yeah. did the funny thing oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like if he did like an album that was a little bit more like i don't want to m- tell him to make a pop album but like if he made an album that was just kind of like fun rap yeah. with like spacey Use production sense of humor cool more. Right. yeah like the thing is for all the don't ambition do of this album it's it, it's not a pretentious album which no. it could no. very well be no, with no. all yeah, of yeah. its ambition but there's just it's so just, much yeah it's just like so much of this could be pared away yeah I yeah. mean, if you were going to put it in the uh, up against other actors who have made albums category, oh yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. not embarrassing. It doesn't make you f- awkward. It doesn't feel like posturing in a way that he doesn't fit because he fits into this world. But yeah, yeah. It just isn't good songwriting, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I yeah. It, it's it's or it's too scattershot or something. Yeah, I would say scattershot as yeah. well. Yeah, like. Like some of the rhymes are funny when when they need to be, yeah. and yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. again, oh, I like yeah. the production. It, like everything is there. Like all the elements are yeah. there. It's just, it, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know that I'm ever gonna. Like I feel like hip hop has to change mm-hmm. a, a little bit more for me to buy him as a, as a hip hop artist. Sure. Because like there's there's a certain edge that you need to have that just isn't there. Yeah, or you got to go and just be funny because you're funny. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I, at first, I kind of th- I thought that's what this album was going to be. There's something I don't remember what it was, but something happened in the first like 60 seconds of the first track, and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be awesome. But yeah. Then I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just trying for for a credibility that he just doesn't have yet. I think. No, but because he already he already has a different credibility. Exactly. Just, you and, know, and it's so strong. Like it's his voice in the strong. comedy yeah. world is so fucking strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I I I bought this album. I didn't fucking steal it from the internet. I saw it was seven ninety nine on iTunes. I'm like, you know what? I fucking love Donald Glover. I'll yeah. pay seven bucks for this. Yeah. I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. So, but that's just based on me. Yeah. Liking virtually yeah, yeah. everything having, he has done, having just absolute respect for what he can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah and uh, and it's definitely like when this album came out, the week that it came out, I, it was up on RDO, the the uh, streaming service I use, and I remember just like kind of clicking through it, being like, I'm going to give this a shot, and kind of being like, this is a lot, and just skipping through it a little bit and being this isn't for me so then it yeah. was interesting to revisit it and actually give it an entire shot and yeah. certain that isn't for that you. i didn't give it <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but I, I imagine no matter what if he puts out another album next year or whatever and it pops up on rdo i'll be like let's see about this one like yeah. like yeah. where's his career going i'm interested in the trajectory exactly sure. like I'll, I'll always keep an eye on it. yeah right yeah because i mean yeah he's got the talent like he can yeah. rap pretty good yeah, i think good i rapper. think he yeah i feel very confident he could make a great hip-hop album yeah Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Well, you were uh, fairly easy on us. Yeah. So what's yeah. going on now? So what's what going on now? Yo, Frankenstein. Uh, Yo. This is another This is another one of my, like, uh, this isn't going to be good, but yeah. uh, <laughs> this, this is more like, I, I feel like we should talk about it. Okay. Uh, like, you know, it's it's like dad's alcoholism. I feel, it's it's uh, the elephant in the room. I feel like we should talk about okay. it. Okay. But it makes Thanksgiving so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is not going to make anything fun for anyone. Um, now that they're both out, one from last year, one from this year, 
Um, I would like you to listen to together EP one and EP two, oh. uh, the two uh, new Pixies yeah. albums. Yeah, I've um, heard the first one. I've, I've heard a track heard off both two now. tracks from the second one. Uh-huh. Um, I can only imagine it's just as garbage. <laughs> uh, everything I've heard from this so far is just a fucking abomination. Just, yeah. just a fucking and and really really sad and and like I know that like art now doesn't inform the art from then. But, these but, these but, don't ruin but, it, but but, but but it's such a shell. Like the well, sh- it's a shell of something like you look yeah. into it and you see like empty no- infinite and it's nothingness it's not just the weight of the pixies but yeah. like the, it's, it's confusing because I've bought virtually everything that Frank Black well he's back to being Black Francis now has done yeah for his entire career I have mm-hmm. almost every album by the Catholics mm-hmm. and I have all the albums and EPs that he's made since he went back to being Black Francis and they are recent mm-hmm. recordings recent <laughs> and yeah. they're Interesting and they're good. Like he can make those songs good. Because yeah. why are these ones so terrible? After <laughs> after Boy? The, after yeah. Pixies, oh. he he made a concerted effort, I think, to uh, to change up his style and to yeah. become a very different musician. And yeah. he did, and that that was jarring for me. Yeah, because uh, I loved Pixies. I don't but I find much, the but... uh, Seven Fingers EP particularly, and the album that was the year before that um, that he did under the Black Francis name are very Pixies esque. Yeah. And they're great, like Bossa Nova uh, era Pixies. Kind uh, of. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a track that sounds like a like a sequel to Valeria. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I heard or, and I saw a video too. Like the video for Bag Boy is retarded. Retarded as song. Yeah. Um, and I saw another video. I can't remember something about. Yeah. Toe. Yeah, yeah. Toe. I watched whatever the most recent one off yeah. the second album was in like ten seconds, and I was like, "Nope, not for me." Yeah. Like, the <laughs> this video, is making me sad inside. The video is just really horrible yeah. animation, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just looks cheap. And yeah. the whole thing just seems really cheap. Well, it it and also upsetting. seems like an imitation of the cheap but amazing yeah. videos they made. Well, that's the thing. The remember the, the fucking video for what is? Uh, I can't remember. Where they're just for. running in slow motion. That's yeah. Valeria. Yeah. Yeah. Valeria. Yeah. That that video is Valeria? fucking genius. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a amazing and it's such a great idea and it's so simple and and like well you know what listeners tune in next week when we have this exact (laughs) conversation (laughs) we've done it already (laughs) all right so two two eps by the pixies the new ones are ep1 and ep2 we'll talk about it we will well, uh, I was going to do that last week, yeah. But uh, but then I was like, oh, the, I wanted to do yeah. a childish Gambino thing yeah. this week, yeah. Okay, cool. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's segue into a little bit of uh, Airwolf Corner. No, no, String- no. no. Why don't we roll some dice? See oh what yeah, movies we're watching. Yeah. Who's the big loser? Oh this my week? god. <laughs> The opening movies uh, we weren't 100% sure about. Look, January is stupid. That awkward moment. <laughs> eh. But uh, Jason Reitman has a new picture coming out this yeah. week. Labor Day, uh, starring Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some very good reviews of this movie. I've seen some middling <laughs> things at a tiff. But it's yeah. it's the high-profile drama coming out this week. So And, you know, uh, Jason Reitman... He's done a lot in the past. He's a he's an established director that we've seen lots of great movies from. Thank you for smoking, etc. So we got you know we got to throw our hat in the ring and see what this movie's about. Yeah, like the first time I saw a trailer for it, I was like, this thing actually looks legitimately good. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that was because I trust Jason Reitman. Right. Yeah, when I saw my first trailer for this, I was just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What? The more I see about it, though, and and I I, I heard him say in some interview somewhere he was like. Uh, um, I wanted to do this kind of movie um, because, like, I'd never made a movie like this, and it sort of forced me to learn 
to, to relearn how to make movies, uh-huh. and I'm really happy with the outcome. So yeah. I want to see it based on that as yeah, well, yeah. but the more I see about it, the more middling and, and kind mm-hmm. of like yeah, uninteresting yeah. it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's the biggest profile release. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Winner. The, uh, <laughs> the loser... <laughs> Gonna gonna be a Netflix pick, right? Yeah. yeah. So have what are we what are we thinking? Well, I have something sitting on deck that okay. I I feel strongly about that All right. could is the worst thing ever. No. Uh, if it, you know, we can talk about this and discuss Let's it. Let's do if it. We're not feeling like that's a thing, but on Netflix, I showed you guys a clip from this a couple of weeks ago. There is a well a, a videotaped live performance of Shrek the Musical. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it looks. Unbelievably unwatchable. Yeah, uh, I'm on down Netflix? for this. Yeah. On Netflix, it's like a like a filmed uh, yeah. musical. It's oh, like okay, on Broadway. right. It's, yeah, so yeah. it's not just somebody with a video camera. No, no, no. It, but it's a live Broadway performance of Shrek the Musical. The Peters family just... goes to the Shrek musical home <laughs> yeah, video. Like, oh, it's fuck, the eighth grade production. Fuck, it looks so bad. Yeah, I'm down for that. Actually, yeah. that does sound that we're... does sound like an atrocity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I like, telling you. I just picturing in our in my head one of us having to sit through that at home. I watched funny. five yeah. minutes of it because I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, what? What is yeah. this? And I watched the opening couple minutes. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. You <laughs> know what? We reached the bottom with I, Frankenstein. Now we need to fucking break through the bottom of the yeah. barrel. <laughs> like a whole new million. filmed yeah. play, uh, musicals. Uh, All right. this is, a- is it weird that I'm hoping to lose? <laughs> I almost want to experience it. Casey's rolling. That's a four. 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 He's got a four. All right, what you got, I'm rolling for uh, Shrek versus Labor Day. Uh, I don't know what I want to do here. I got a one. <laughs> oh boy, okay. can you reach that? <laughs> Fuck, Dan Gorman's back. <laughs> it's been a really long time. I had a fucking crazy girl run. Whoa! Yeah, Greg so and I are re-rolling. Yeah, come on. Casey man. is safe. Well. This is at, a, this is classic. See you next Wednesday. Tension, <laughs> classic. Back to the bouncy floor. That's a one again. One. Got another one. Get that thing. Give me that. Again, <laughs> classic. Dan Gorman rolled a one <laughs> twice. This is just vintage. See you next Wednesday. That's three. three. All right. Okay. I'm not even that happy, but no. Now nah, that trust you know me, the Shrek thing is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel yeah, like, I'll I'll feel like I might more. actually watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Yeah. You know what? I I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go to the movies this week. I'm sitting in my house. I'm gonna drop acid first. <laughs> Let's do this thing. <laughs> like I should like do like some fucking like crazy drugs and just see like what ha- what notes I make. We we should all actually. Let's do a- Let's do acid and go see Labor Day. <laughs> Let's just get on some severe hallucinogenics and watch some heavy drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Watch yeah. Bro and Brood. So. I'll tr- try and find something from this movie to post on the uh, yeah, yeah. Facebook so people have an idea what Gorman's watching here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrible. Um, all right, so what are we getting into now? Uh, yeah, let's get into the Stringfellow Hawk yeah. Nest. Stringfellow's ho- Hawk Nest. <laughs> I know how to talk. Greg yeah. has been watching Airwolf. He I has been, been recapping it for this yeah, I took podcast. a break last week because it's been breaking me down. Yeah. yeah. The old hawk's nest. Where are you at is it, here? Uh, is it has it lifted you back up to where you belong? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm almost finished season two. Thankfully, yeah, mercifully, almost out there. Um, so I saw 
I saw some episodes that are pretty middling and uh, boring. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to report on. Okay. Uh, but and I was like, how am I going to get through this whole fucking thing? I just I just don't know. But I did see an episode uh, called Out of the Sky, which is right near the end of season two. Where sorry, it's called Out of the Sky. Out of the. <laughs> and I was just like, how is this? possibly going to be a helicopter story yeah like it's you know sitting around the campfire or late at night and you know, daddy tell me a helicopter story and daddy's like well once upon a time there was a country singer and her name was roxy yeah. roxy mm, marvel, and, she, <laughs> marvel. And this country marvel. this country singer's dream was to become a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> so this episode opens on this country singer named roxy marvel and Airwolf, well, the Santini Air, the uh, the 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 company that yeah, that's where they company. really make their money when they're not shooting at buildings with Airwolf. Because that's all, all that's happened in every episode. It's like there's some Viet Cong guys who have come back to shoot at a building. They're out of here, you know. <laughs> so they have been hired because they do movie set stuff, stunt, helicopter stunts. They are hired. To lower a UFO prop onto the stage of a country performance because this she's like a Dolly Parton, huge in the '80s country, so it's like all that really shiny, yeah, yeah, rhinestones, yeah, yeah, that. for yeah. sure, it's really ridiculous looking, and uh, lower this UFO onto her stage and film her concert, uh, and this is apparently the only camera that's running because it comes up a couple of times about how they got to film this thing to make money and i'm like well if you're going to record a band first thing you need is a helicopter yeah oh yeah it's great for sound yeah oh yeah (laughs) no that's not the sound of the helicopter is not going to interrupt the concert at all and also all you really want is one shot from the very from like directly (laughs) above that's the only shot you need yeah and like there was a million other things that could safely lower this heli- this UFO yeah, prop, yeah. but you don't yeah, need a helicopter to hover over. You idiots. So there's a helicopter that will be hovering over the stage to lower this UFO, and then another helicopter to film it all. <laughs> oh, so there's two helicopters. There's two helicopters. Oh my god, that's very good for concert videos. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they film. Stop making sense. Yeah, yeah. a couple of helicopters. <laughs> is this a uh, is this a steady helicopter shot or a multi helicopter <laughs> production? Um, so. What the story is, this country singer, then she doesn't seem to have an entourage, even though she's like Dolly Parton famous. So Stringfellow Hawk, you know, the pilot guy who's just you know lowering a UFO, just is like with her everywhere now. And she's and he's like a big, big fan. He's like, I saw your show and uh, but I bought scalpers tickets, but I had to hear you sing Love is a something or other she's like oh they're flirting and uh then she can obviously he hangs out in her hotel room now too and so she's like oh i'm so sick of this i don't have a life and i hate being famous and rich and all this and he's like well i'm going up to my cottage to play cello to the eagles and stuff (laughs) (laughs) so she just like skips out on she's like a big show coming up and all these rehearsals and just leaves to go stay at his cottage and i'm like that's pretty unprofessional all these fans money for tickets you know uh, they want to see you the UFO. Oh, oh, this is great too. When they so in the opening shot, when it's just her doing the the rehearsal for the UFO uh, stunt, the UFO comes down above her, and then she takes the mic stand and pokes it and gets electrocuted. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god! Why? 
And uh, then they're like, no, idiot, don't use the mic stand. Use the rubber cane to poke the UFO. I'm like, why is she poking it? (laughs) Now, when we come to the UFO poking scene, uh, it's very important. Because if there's one thing I know about country music... um, That must have happened on that Tim McGraw album I made you guys listen to, right? Oh, a couple times. (laughs) Especially on that song, uh, UFO UFO. Poking. (laughs) So so I'm like, this is clearly going to have something to do with the plot. This thing is electrified, and she's going to, you know, you can't touch it with metal. Yeah. Holy moly. Never again. Also, why not Nothing comes up with that (laughs) at all. So what was the point? I don't know. There's no point to that? Also, why, why not just We're make a paper mache <laughs> UFO? Why did it have to be, be electrically charged? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so now, so her manager is her ex-husband, and he's a total douche. Sure. And his, I guess the tour manager or stage manager is like evil. <laughs> and he's got all kinds of schemes. Oh, so the music industry, right, guys? Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot it with a helicopter. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she goes off to Stringfellow Hawk's cottage and loves it up there. They look at deer and stuff. And uh, <laughs> the, they, they look at deer. Dogs look at her pussy. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a whole thing. And uh, the, the manager guy's freaking out. He's like, what am I going to do? Because all these guys from Vegas show up, and they're like, we're going to break your legs. You owe us $100,000. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, I, how am I going to finish this tour when she's missing? And the, then the, the henchman stage manager is like, I've got a plan. <laughs> and he brings in a lookalike who's just the same actress in a, in a wig. And she's like, you will get her to do the show. And no one will know. And we'll finish the tour. And then you can pay the Vegas guys. <laughs> that's that's not even evil. That's just okay. Yeah, yeah. but they, so the, do the that scene thing. is so evil because she walks up to the lookalike, walks up to the manager guy, and uh, he's like, "You look as he's, he's cupping her face with his hands. He's like, you look exactly like someone I used to need." <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then they bring in these other two guys who are going to, in case the real girl comes back, kidnap her. And uh, keep her away so they can just run the show with the doppelganger. But she I don't didn't want to be famous anymore. I know. So this is beneficial yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So he she brings in these, to the wor- these terrible actors who are going to kidnap her in case she comes back. <laughs> and uh, he's like, so you're, if she shows up, you guys grab her. But d- be discreet about it. And the one guy's like, hey, man, being discreet is the only way we do kidnapping because it's a felony, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right on, man. Um, <laughs> so she, call, that's right. She does go back yeah. because Errol team's got to go shoot the dress rehearsal because they were hired to do a job, not just take the star away so they can't have a video shoot. And they're filming the rehearsal, but it, they're filming the the lookalike because the real girl is gone to try and get dressed to go rehearse. I'll do my show, <laughs> but they're like, "No, we'll kidnap you instead." <laughs> so. The the female member of Airwolf now, the new girl, she's filming. She's the camera operator while Stringfellow Hawk operates the UFO. And she's I, – I was watching the scene, and she's looking. She's like, hmm, what's that? I think she even says, what's that? And films them kidnapping the girl while the fake one's on stage and then just goes about filming it. And then they're like, let's go take a look at the dailies. Let's go look at the rushes. And, uh, and I'm like – why didn't she say anything? She clearly saw them throw a girl into the car. Even if she doesn't know that it's Roxy. Yeah. You know. She sees a kidnapping. Yeah. And she goes, well, that girl doesn't look famous. 
Let's just focus so on this. So they're watching the this dailies. This UFO plot is hard enough to yeah. follow. <laughs> they're watching the dailies, and uh, it's just, you know, UFO, UFO, stage, stage, stage. And then it's like backstage, these cars. <laughs> and so, hey, what's this? And she's like, oh, I don't know. What is this? I guess I must have looked away and filmed this exact moment of <laughs> kidnapping. <laughs> and they're like, get that license plate number. And so they get the license plate number of the car, and they're like, that's Roxy, but she's on stage. What the? And so then they're like, we, you know, clearly we better get Airwolf. Uh, (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. This is clearly the only way you solve a country music mystery is with a helicopter. Yeah. Or more, sorry, more helicopters. (laughs) (laughs) So checks out. Yeah. (laughs) Checks out. So they go get Airwolf, and they're like, let's go check the desert because. We're near it. Uh, <laughs> they're flying around the desert, and they're looking for heat, uh, you know, uh, readings with their crazy helicopter. Right. And then they're like, "Look, there's heat here!" And they get down there, and they use the you know the wind of the helicopter to blow dirt away. And it's the, uh, and under the, the ground is the car that they kidnapped her, and they're like, "That's oh. a matching license plate." I'm like, <laughs> "Wait!" <laughs> and she's not in there. Oh, like they so they drove her to the desert. <laughs> Took her out of her car. Buried the car. Buried the car. Tremor style. Yeah, it is, it is tremor style because it's not like they dug, you know, down. They, they the, word, the hardest way to bury a car would be turn it vertically up, you know, and down. Like it is like bumper up, license plate, back license plate up. That's how they. Um, they probably got. Where did they have the time to I do think, this? I or think, the manpower? This and is, why? why? <laughs> I, they, I, I think they probably just went to the desert where the tremors were. Yeah, got, right. the, tremors. <laughs> That's what it was. got the tremors to do it. Crossover. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know what might have been actually easier is um, take the uh, license plates off and just bury them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or that? park the car in a garage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then they're holding her hostage in this place. They're like, don't you go play this concert. We got someone else to play this concert. You She's get like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And why does it matter to them? As long as somebody does the concert. Yeah. Why do they care? Yeah. Um, so then she escapes fairly easily and, uh, Airwolf is, is heading back to, they figure bad things are going to happen at the concert. And sure enough, the manager guy, his plan is to drop the UFO on the new girl and kill her because of something. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. he's. That's how he's going to get rich is if he kills off Roxy by killing the fake Roxy. Wait. Oh, what? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and so they're flying the helicopter with the UFO in it. And so Airwolf shows up and... Uh, they're like, oh no, and they go, and they're going to drop the UFO, but Airwolf saves her because he can override their pulley system. From I don't know, that's a special feature of Airwolf is anti-pulley technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's been built in just in case they need to lower a UFO. They've thought of or not everything a UFO. <laughs> so then the the manager and his evil henchman stage manager then fly away in the helicopter with the UFO and Airwolf's chasing it. And of course, what they also have in this helicopter is a bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> so they're firing bazookas, it's seemingly at Airwolf, but more so at like parked cars and abandoned buildings that are down on the street. And Airwolf's like, "Oh, we can't shoot him down here because he'll just land on people." We gotta, you know, they wait until he's over a park and then they blow him up. All right. 
And That's, then she shows up and kicks the fake girl off the stage and sing, does her concert. Yeah, perfect. And that's the end. I'm just reading the uh, the synopsis, like the little two, three-liner on the uh, season two Wikipedia, and they still sound stupid. <laughs> and also, apparently, uh, Roxanne's corrupt manager was trying to boost record sales by killing her. Oh, okay. And then, But then it says, and replaces her with a body double. Yeah. So if you're trying to boost record sales by killing somebody, why would you replace them? Nobody's going to know she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ergo, no be. one's going to want to go out and buy her records. Yeah. Ugh. Really? What a dumb show. Amazing. Uh, this, yeah, that's this was, exceptionally dumb. Yeah. I don't know what I'm watching anymore. Yeah. I have no idea. Also, uh, Wikipedia notes that somebody died making the episode before this. Oh. Kind of a bummer. The one before this. What yeah. Was before Natural this? Born. Stuntman Reed Rondel was killed during the filming of this episode in the crash of a Bell 205 used in the production. Oh. Uh, helicopters on sets are crazy. Oh, the drug yeah. smuggling. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> Didn't bother talking about it. Yeah. Not gonna now. Um, That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost, so this, yeah, where does this put me? Uh, out of the Sky is... 29. Episode 18. Oh, 18, yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, just a few more to go. I'll be out of, out of this damn season and yeah. into another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I I feel like they've they slashed the budget on the show even more going into season three because the yeah. show is not really taking off or being successful. And apparently in season four they tried to make it into a family uh, show. Yeah, and that's <laughs> when, that's when they changed over the cast and certain uh, moved production to BC and stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, also yeah. Uh, on Wikipedia says season four uh, it was it was so low budget that they just didn't give them another helicopter <laughs> <laughs> so they were like just using other footage of the helicopter oh good good that's nice <laughs> I love that like yeah you know we're slashing your budget you don't have a helicopter also <laughs> the show's about a helicopter <laughs> yeah, that we don't have <laughs> go yeah yeah um, Maybe it's the, about a helicopter we don't have and a guy named Stringfellow Hawk who we fired. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. We need the first episode next week. Enjoy Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh-uh. I'm excited to hear the, uh, the yeah, rest yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's getting, season. It's getting, it's getting where I was hoping it would get where they're just like, what do we write about a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. Country music. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Country music mystery helicopters. Yeah. Hey, look, you guys. Uh, country music is, su- is super in right now, and plots are out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we know what we need to do here. I got a yeah. cracking script that I just wrote. <laughs> oh, boy. We about both of those things. All right. Yeah. Um, Where are we? All right. Well. Okay. Are we getting into a yeah, cereal, cereal breakfast fight dome? <laughs> breakfast fight cereal swap. <laughs> All right. Cage. Great song. Yeah. Uh, cereal swap cage match. We have been taking all of the mascots from cereal boxes and pitting them in a fight to the death in Thunderdome, mm-hmm. much like we did with villains and heroes in the past two years. Uh, Just heroes. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Soon villains. <laughs> that is- <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Uh-uh. But uh, yeah, so this is a uh, tournament style yep. bracket yep. fight to the death. Right. We will have one winner at the end. One winner. Mm-hmm. So where are we in the we, bracket? We are in the final fight of round two. All right. Uh, we've got Mini Wheats guy. All right. Going sweet up on again. one side. Sweet on one side and boring on disc- the other. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting on the other. Uh, uh, going up against Fruit Brute, the fruit flavored werewolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep. If I ever have another music project, that's what it's going to be called. 
fruit flavored werewolf. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just gonna say it was gonna be called fruit brute. <laughs> um, do we have uh, some dice somewhere yep. that I can? Uh, nope. No. Nah. Yeah. Nope. I ha- I had it. <laughs> yeah. And then. Yeah. I forgot that we needed it. Yep. You know? uh, now it's in the couch. Is it? I gotta roll some dice to find out uh, what weapons. These guys will have because it is based on the rules of Thunderdome. The yeah. rules being two men enter, one man leave. And if you've seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, thank you, Casey, for the dice. I found a guy. There are a variety of weapons used inside Thunderdome, and uh, we will use them as I roll the dice here uh, to find out. We'll find out what they're what they're using in this particular fight. Mini <laughs> Wheats guy. <laughs> I know. There is some weird uh, image results for the Mini Wheats mascot. Uh, okay, well, let's see what he's armed with. Uh, no, no, that was whoa. just my previous search. Six okay. Mini Wheats uh, guy got a chainsaw. Is he Good. sometimes working, sometimes not chainsaw? This changes things up. Cool. If you're going to have a little man fight a fruity werewolf, this is probably the best weapon. And the werewolf, because he doesn't really need a weapon, but he gets... He's got the spear with a blade on the end. All right. We've All got right. real weapons, kids. Yeah. No right. bowl and spoon. No whistles. No nothing. Yeah. This Mini Wheat has what? We got Mini Wheat's guy has a chainsaw. The werewolf has a spear. Okay. <laughs> uh, now. Um, oh. If <laughs> What? Uh, the mini wheat, low-fi mini wheat guy is yeah. you know, um, unsettling. A- appa- yeah. <laughs> apparently, there's a new mini wheats mascot because there's a uh, pictures of this new one that looks like a uh, it looks like a realistic version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's new. That's apparent. There's a pictures of this on the box in the Google image oh, search. I don't care. But that's it, just shoddily made. That's yeah, just- it just it looks like a shitty picture of the mini wheats uh like what it actually looks like in real life on it. with like a googly face on it yeah i don't care for this yeah mini wheats guy the one who sings this terrible songs yeah that's the oh, I, don't, I don't like <laughs> Isn't this. that weird it's weird google yeah. google uh mini wheat mascot uh listener yeah check out the results no good um but uh are we going to use the cartoon the version one who sings us the songs i yeah. hate him so this one yeah okay mini wheats yeah yeah that guy fuck that guy yeah, and Fruit Brute, he's a werewolf. He is a werewolf. Uh, some, he likes uh, fruit. Yeah. He's got some... He's got rainbow rainbow, uh, rainbow yeah. cover overalls. Yeah, <laughs> overalls. Yeah. Did I mention before in the sugar. new... in, in uh, When they re-released these cereals, they had to change the spelling of fruit to match Brute, because Brute is B-R-U-T-E. Yeah. They had to spell the new ones F-R-U-T-E, because you can't say the word fruit yeah, if there isn't actually fruit in it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You could back in the day. Fair enough. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out if the Mini Weeks guy's chainsaw is actually going to run right, yeah. for one strike or if it's out of gas. So It still can be used as a blunt instrument either way. So if he gets one to three, he gets uh, no chainsaw turning on. Yeah. Four to six, it turns on for one strike. Let's see. One. No, this thing does not turn on. It's All right. a blunt force weapon. But that's that's fine anyway because, like... Like the size ratio, like he's, again, I was gonna say, yeah. There's small no way he's gonna be able one. to pick up a chainsaw yeah. anyway. Oh, this is true. So he, so we start. How, how big is Mini Weeds, guys? He he's actually, t- he's the size. He's, he's, he's the size. He's actual size. Yeah, yeah. actual size for sure. In the commercials, he's, he's like jumping so around small. the bowl and shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Fruit Brute's like regular fucking. He's a regular werewolf. Fruit Brute size. <laughs> yeah, he's werewolf size. <laughs> he's he's standard Fruit Brute size. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing, like Mini Weeds guy, he's so brittle. Yeah. Too. Like, I hate him. <laughs> so and we said he has a spear, fruit brute. Fruit brute has a spear. Yeah. Okay. So fruit brute takes the spear and crushes mini wheat guy. The end. The end. <laughs> like like or he just you're goddamn the, right. He throws Does the he, the, the, sp- the spear down and then just goes. 
Yeah, and <laughs> he blows on or me. He likes, or he spits on spits him and makes him mushy. Yeah. <laughs> makes him mushy. I like that. No, or so, he, li- he licks the sugar off and then spits the rest out. That's what he does. Yeah. Because, yeah. That, because that sugar pot okay. thing is delicious. Pretty so, tasty. Bell rings, or however you want to say. Yeah. Fight starts. He takes a spear, and uh, because they're across from each other, pokes it through the mini weeds yeah. guy. He's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it brings him over to himself. Yeah. Pops him in the mouth. Little, little, yeah. Little, sucks little, on little, him for a bit. Sucks on him for a little bit. <laughs> and gets then, rid of the sugar, and then just fucking spits out his like. And like, then, like, spits him on the ground and then just grinds him out, like, when you put out a cigarette, cigarette. butt with your toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I mean, he doesn't even need to do it because he basically is just spitting out, like, like mush. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like but mushy just, wheat. just send it home. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, insult to injury. He'll put his toe into it. Because he, like, that, he looks like a dick werewolf. Yeah, I'm even surprised that, like, Mini <laughs> He looks like Dick Wolf. Who, was, who did Mini Wheat fight? <laughs> can't say Dick Wolf who on did, TV. Who did Mini Wheat fight? Like, is this the first time? He, he fought someone else in yeah, one. Yeah, he fought someone. You know what he, You know what happened? Mini Wheat's guy fought the Raisin Brand son. Yeah. But we brought in, uh, there was Kool-Aid the surprise, uh, oh, yeah, right, surprise right, yeah. uh, aid from uh, Kool-Aid Man. Yeah, well, sorry, so, uh, Mini Wheat's guy. If you only yeah. one grace. If you're just listening now and just heard us describe that, yes, we are losers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, the uh, surprise Kool-Aid man fight that we had a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't believe anybody saw that coming. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, we are stupid. What is going on well, that's next it, yeah. week? Now we get into round three. Yep. Uh, next week, we've got uh, Tony the Tiger going up against Count Chocula. Sweet. Yeah, that's uh, a, yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, heavy hitters going on here. Things are getting interesting. Mm-hmm. Make sure I've got all this right. Is that correct? It is. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. So listen back for that. It's weird. Next week that'll be interesting. Sense to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want more of us, go to modernsuperior dot com. You can also follow us on Twitter at synwpc. Or go to facebook.com, S-Y-N-W-P-C, and we ask that you go to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we've had some good Twitter uh, in, uh, interactions I'm just looking through right now. Greg had a little back and forth with Beardy Freak about uh, John Wayne movies. John Wayne movies. They had a disagreement, yep. but I'm they're going still to, friends. I, I'm going to check out uh, The Shootist. Yeah. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give another go at Rio Bravo, which I haven't seen since I was a teenager. Okay. None of these are on Netflix, which is a bummer, but I will find a way to watch them. Yeah, um, and uh, not not a ton of other stuff. We had a lot of reactions to my serial, uh, my serial cover. Yeah, my yeah. Serial uh, yeah. Dan Gormano's. Yeah, that was that was delightful. So that, some, some beautiful and delightful work uh, by Greg Legros. Yep, oh, it should be you. it should be. Noted. And uh, one other Twitter mention. I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but somebody messaged us called Horse Explosion Media. Yeah, as in an that. explosion of a horse. Yeah. And uh, they are a podcast that talks about bad movies, um, and I think they're from New Zealand. Sorry if I'm oh, wrong, cool. but I believe they are. And uh, I listened to a little bit of their Troll 2 episode because they were messaging us about they enjoyed our last episode, and uh, it was delightful. There are a couple teenagers talking about bad movies. Awesome. Delightful. So go mm-hmm. check them out. And uh, yeah, modernspirit.com for all of our other shows. There's drink-along episodes up there, two of them. There's a new Faculty of Horror where they talk about emails and bloopers and stuff. Super funny. And yeah, time behind bandits. behind the curtain nuts. action. Yeah, totally. Sweet. So yeah, do all that. Do it. Wicked. All right. Well, see you next Wednesday, Internet. Yeah. Fuck Gene. Fuck, Fuck Gene.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.